to a conclusion. He thought that his life was coming, was, was winding down. It was just beginning. And when he walked in there, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and the angel of the Lord said, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. You mean the prayer we started praying when we were just newlyweds? Your wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, thou shalt call his name John, thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, shall neither drink wine nor strong drink, he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Ah, what a word, what a proclamation. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. He shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man. My wife is well stricken in years. The angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. Behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. Zacharias immediately went mute and was unable to speak for the duration of of Elizabeth's expectation of this baby that the, that the Lord had 
declared upon Zacharias and Elizabeth, Thy prayer is heard. You shall bear a son. He shall go before the people. He shall prepare a people made ready for the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. And Zacharias didn't believe it. He said, he said, my wife is well stricken in years. How in the world are these things going to be? And the angel said, because you did not believe what I have said unto you, you shall be dumb until the child is born. Until we can speak the word of the Lord and agree with the word of the Lord in our life, we need to just kind of keep our mouth closed. If you don't have anything prophetic to say, don't say anything at all. Amen. Just keep your mouth quiet. If you can't agree with God that his blessing is on your life, don't speak a lack of blessing. If you can't agree with God that his anointing and his grace and his favor and his power rests on you, don't, don't speak things that are against the word of the Lord in your life. When God gives you a word, be ready to say, let it be, Lord. I receive it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let it be, O God. And Zacharias did not believe it, and he spoke out as though it would not happen. And the angel said, you shall not be able to speak until the child is born. The child is then born, and the, everybody's going to name the child. They want to name the child, and they, they're talking about naming the child, Zacharias uh, Jr., and Zacharias is over there unable to speak, unable to protest, but he knows because an angel told him the name, that this was not the correct name for the child. He's over there waving his hands, throwing things at him, pounding his fist on the table, trying to get somebody's attention. They brought to him some parchment, and he wrote the name, and when he wrote that name, John, hallelujah, when he wrote that name, John, that the Lord had given him to name the child, his tongue was loosed. When you begin to agree with the Lord concerning his promise in your life, then you can open your mouth and begin to speak what thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. What a beautiful lesson that is for us to learn. And John comes into the world, and this young child is an amazing vessel of the Lord. Now notice what his father said of him in his birth, reading from Luke chapter 1 and verse 67. His father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. He hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Now he's, at this point, not talking about John. He's talking about Jesus. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness, and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And now he looks to John. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation. Are you hearing this purpose in his life? Are you hearing what the Lord is proclaiming over his life? 
You shall be called the prophet of the highest. You shall go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. You shall give knowledge of salvation unto his people. Hallelujah. By the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God. Whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. To give light to them that sit in darkness. To give light to them that sit in the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the way of peace. What a proclamation. What a beautiful declaration. A prophetic utterance over the life of this child who was filled with the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. When he heard the salutation of Mary, the mother of Jesus, she walked in and the Bible said that as Mary and Elizabeth spoke, the babe leaped, hallelujah, inside the womb of Elizabeth. And she was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And, and this is an amazing situation. God absolutely just broke the mold when he created John the Baptist. What a ministry to have for the Lord, that you would prepare the way of the Messiah. Have you considered that before? This ministry that this man had, John the Baptist. I mean, who has that kind of a ministry? To even think that the Messiah would even call for someone to prepare his way. It was the Messiah who stood up in the synagogue and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And he hath anointed me to set at liberty them that are bruised. And he hath anointed me to bind up the brokenhearted. And he hath anointed me to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And he hath anointed me to preach deliverance to the captives. I, I mean, the Messiah came to open blind eyes and unstop deaf ears and raise the dead and, and heal the brokenhearted. He came to... How, why? does he even need somebody to prepare his way hallelujah and yet he chose John the Baptist from before he was formed in the womb he was ordained to be the preparer of the way of the Lord that he would go forth and I'm going to tell you something ladies and gentlemen that is your ministry and that is my ministry that is our ministry as the church to go forth and prepare the way of the Lord to get people ready because the Lord wants to baptize them with the Holy Ghost and fire because the Lord wants to take all of their sins away the Lord wants to move in their life with healing power healing virtue a mighty deliverance and it's our job to preach the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and prepare the way of the Lord and that's what the word was over John the Baptist's life listen John I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about the Messiah, the horn of salvation. The Lord has raised him up. It's a day spring from on high. We're going to be saved from our enemies. We're going to be saved from the hand of all that hate us. Hallelujah. This is the oath which he sware to our father Abraham that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in righteousness and holiness. Hallelujah. And you... Oh, I love that. And you, child, shall go before the people to prepare the way of the Lord. That's exactly how we need to raise our children. Exalt Jesus, exalt Jesus, exalt Jesus until they see him clearly. And then we begin to speak into their lives as to the role they are going to play in his kingdom. You, child. 
You, child, are a preparer of the way of the Lord. The Lord is upon you. Hallelujah. He's going to put his word inside your mouth. You're going to go before the people, and you're going to declare God's word, and you're going to do a mighty work for God. I'm going to tell you, we need prophetic utterances over our life. Hallelujah. I thank God for every prophet or prophetess that spoke over my life and declared the word of the Lord over me. That was a formative thing in my life. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. People who spoke over me and said, God's going to use you. God's got his hand on you. Many are called, but few are chosen. And you're one of the chosen ones. I reached a hold of that, that prophetic utterance and said, Lord, I claim it. I receive it in the name of Jesus. And if you've had men and women of God to prophesy over your life those words don't fall to the ground those words were not in vain you need to hold on to those precious promises and say let it be Lord let it be and if you, had, if you have not had the blessing and the benefit and the luxury of having someone speak a prophetic utterance over your life, come on into the tree of life, church. We'll prophesy over you. We'll declare the word of the Lord over you. We'll speak what should have been spoken over you all these years. God wants to use you. God wants to bless you. God's going to send you forth before his people to do a work for his kingdom. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Glory to God. And John the Baptist, John the Baptist had this prophetic utterance spoken over his life. And after this climactic prophecy that goes forth that is so, so rich, so deep, so beautiful. And then all of a sudden we come to the, to the climactic moment of it all. And the Bible says the child grew and the child waxed strong in spirit. And it does not say he was in the palaces. It does not say that he was eating from a silver platter via a silver spoon. It does not say that he was, he was lauded and applauded and appreciated and encouraged all the days of his life. No, no, the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts. He was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. Are you kidding me? With the kind of proclamation he had spoken over his life, he's in the deserts with the kind of pomp and circumstance and declaration and prophetic utterance. Spoken over his life, you're going to prepare the way of the Lord. You're going to go before the people. You're going to make a people ready for the coming of the Lord. You're going to preach, prepare you the way of the Lord for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You're going to go before the horn of salvation, the oath that was sworn to our father Abraham. You're going to be a pivotal, integral player in this grand play of God. And, 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 and yet, he's in the deserts. Year after year, month after month, he's in the deserts. He comes into his life, and his life is not filled with what you and I probably would have planned for him. If this is the, if this is the, the man who prepares the way of the Lord, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, we're going to come up beside him and pamper him and pander him, make sure that he's got everything he needs, because, you know, he's got a big preaching engagement coming up. We've got to take care of this man, keep him... Keep him happy, satisfied. But that's not how the Lord approached it. 
The Lord said he's going to be in the deserts. Why? Because I'm preparing him for the day of his showing. And he's not going to show up on the day of his showing a spoiled brat. He's not going to show up on the day of his showing with a sense of entitlement. He's not going to show up on the day of his showing with a lack of compassion for people in need. I'm going to take him through some things. I'm going to let him walk through some lonely areas and through some wastelands and through some barren lands. I'm going to let him experience the hardships of life so that when he comes up on the other side, he might, he might look a little rough. He might be clothed with camel's hair and eating locusts and, and got a little honey in his beard, but, but he's got a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he's been in the desert places. He's been some places that were lonely, some places where he didn't know exactly how things were going to turn out. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I the only one in this place that, that has ever been through a desert place? I know I'm not. You know what I'm talking about. Those lonely hours, those lonely nights, those wastelands, those barren lands, when you've got a a promise hanging over your head when you've got a prophetic utterance deep within your soul when you've got the words of a good elder of God that has spoken a prophetic word into your life and you look around you and you don't see any of it coming to pass and you wonder why am I in this desert why am I in this wasteland why why am I in this barren place where nothing grows and there are no streams and there is no blossoming rose? Why, why, why am I in the desert? Because you're growing and you're waxing strong in spirit because the work God has for you is an important work and it's not going to be able to just be done because it was spoken over you you have to grow to it hallelujah I said you have to grow to it and God will grow you into exactly what he has planned for your life to do a work for him hallelujah John was not the voice of a thousand crying in the wilderness John was not the voice of 500 crying in the wilderness John was not the voice of many constituents crying in the wilderness he wasn't the voice of an army crying in the wilderness he was the voice of one crying in the wilderness I'm going to tell you something you, you've got to have some courage to be the voice of one you've you got to have some faith in you to be the only one willing to open your mouth and speak the word of the Lord when all of the religious uh, sects and Sanhedrins and scribes and Pharisees want to do away with you you better have something down inside of you that tells you I can make it through this because I've made it through things like this before you better have some gumption in your soul and have hallelujah faith in God that's unshakable a faith that only the desert place can provide to you oh hallelujah he's going to be the only voice in his generation he does not have the luxury of likes and retweets he doesn't have the luxury of people loving his message and people people sharing his YouTube clip all over the viral internet so that they can affirm what he's saying no he's the only one who believes it 
and he shouts it as loud as he can. And he preaches it to whosoever will. He preaches it to the Pharisees and to the adulterers. He preaches it to the idolaters. And he preaches it to the scribes. He preaches it to anybody, everybody, anybody that will listen to him. He said it's time to lay the axe to the root of the tree. It's time to come up out of your sin and bring forth fruit that is meat for repentance. It's time to find God. It's time to seek his face. It's time to turn from your wicked ways and repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He didn't get that from some kind of a spoiled little setting. He didn't get that from some kind of a serene little scenario that came from days and nights spent in the wilderness. Spent in the desert. I know, man. I know this proclamation is heavy. This, this, this word from the Lord is strong. But, but there's an interval between the proclamation and the presentation. Where God refines and defines and corrects and he, he chisels us and he shapes us and makes us and molds us. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Don't you backslide in the desert. Don't you turn your back on God while you're going through the desert. Don't, don't, no, 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 no. Don't buy into some false doctrine while you're in the desert. And don't go find a Hagar. You hear what I'm telling you? Don't slip off the path and go a different direction because you are in the desert place. Abraham had a promise from God. And the promise was that you're going to have a son. Your son will be Isaac and Sarah will be the one to bring forth Isaac. And Abraham continually started looking around and saying man I just don't get it I don't see it everywhere I look is barrenness and desert and wasteland and he started to kind of try to figure out well maybe what maybe I misunderstood at one point he said God maybe Eleazar our servant is the is the promised son and when you said son you meant like a son you know kind of like a you know, I'm kind of a father figure to him. Is that what you meant? That, is that it? No, no. I'm going to give you an actual son. And Sarah is going to be the mother. As you know, Abraham, Abraham slipped up. And he lied with Hagar. And they brought forth Ishmael. This was a mistake on Abraham's part. And we can make mistakes in the desert places when we're not careful. You have to believe in God. You have to trust the word of God. God. You have to hold on to that word regardless of how deserted you may feel. Regardless of how abandoned you may feel. Hold on to the word of God. Oh hallelujah. Oh hallelujah. Hannah, Hannah gave birth to Samuel after much prayer and, and, and agonizing before the Lord. And the Bible teaches us that as she gave birth to Samuel she did what she told the Lord she would do. She dedicated him to the house of the Lord. And when she dedicated him to the house of the Lord, I love what 1 Samuel 4 and 19 says, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan even to Beersheba knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. Hallelujah. He grew in that lonely temple. He grew. He was away from his own family, but he grew. He wasn't with his mother, but he grew. 
he was given as a first fruits of the Lord under the temple of God but he grew and the Lord was with him and the Lord did let none of his words fall to the ground I don't know what you're going through what kind of separation anxiety you may be feeling what kind of abandonment issues you may be struggling with what kind of desert place you may be walking through but if you let God have his way you'll grow and you'll wax strong in the spirit and all the promises of God will come to pass in your life oh hallelujah hallelujah Jesus said in one place he said what went ye out for to see when you went to see John the Baptist did you go to see a a soft spoken man with smooth words is that what what you went out for to see Because you were sadly disappointed if you were expecting to go out there and hear a silver-tongued orator. I don't know what you must have expected when you read what the Old Testament said about this voice of one crying in the wilderness. Isaiah talked about him. Malachi talked about him. And here he comes. And when he arrives on the scene, he doesn't have a silver tongue. He's been in the desert. And he looks like he's been in the desert. He comes lumbering up out of the desert. He comes lumbering up out of hardship and out of difficulty and out of problems and out of difficulty and challenges in his life. And when he opens the word, his mouth, the word of the Lord is sitting in his mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't you be fooled by a silver-tongued orator. We don't need more orators. We need prophets and preachers. We need people who can, who can disseminate the word of God. We need Bible study teachers and we need prayer warriors we don't need people who can make great orations to God in front of people as a show of how well they pray no we need people who can get on their face before God and cry out from their heart and their soul and let all of it just pour out into the presence of God that's what we need we need some folks that have been through the fire and that have been through the desert and that have been through some hardships in life hey You hear what I'm telling you. Your hardships do not disqualify you from being used of God. They qualify you for being used of God. I don't, I, listen, I don't want to go into battle with a bunch of people who don't think they ever needed the mercy of God in their life. Give me some warriors who needed his mercy. Some warriors who know that only by the grace of God are they here tonight. I can go into any battle against any giant with people who have been through the desert. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People who have laid awake at night praying. Wondering, hear what I'm telling you, fighting spiritual battles, wondering if they even believe in God, wondering if God even loves them, hallelujah, challenged by the enemy of their soul, the adversary who has warred against them throughout their life, hallelujah, and here they stand, February 9th, 2020, hands lifted, Without wrath and without doubting. 
worshiping the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Hallelujah. Give me those people. Give me those people. Listen, listen, the flawless one is Jesus. The flawless one is Jesus. Give me the people who had flaws that he washed their sins away. Give me the people who are every single day growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I don't want to be teamed up with people who don't need to learn anything else. I don't want to be teamed up with people who think they know it all team me up with people who humbly come into his presence and say teach me thy ways O lord show me thy precepts teach me to pray show me how to live holy show me how to walk uprightly people who have been through the desert glory to god but you don't understand what the good things that have been said over me and then let me just say this Maybe you haven't had a lot of good things said over you. Maybe you've been told what a failure you will be or what a loser you are. I rebuke all of that in the name of Jesus. Those are the words of your adversary. That is the accuser of the brethren. It is a lie and it is straight from hell and it has no hold on you. We speak life. We speak the word of the Lord. We declare the prophetic utterances of God. The proclamation of the Lord. Thou, child, shall be the prophet of the highest. And you shall go before him, preparing a people made ready for the Lord. What went you out to see, Jesus said? Did you go see, did you go out to see somebody in soft raiment? Somebody who looked GQ? Somebody who was on the cutting edge of style and fashion? Is that what you went out for to see when you went to see John the Baptist? Man, did you have another thing coming. This guy, this guy didn't know what the folks in town were wearing. He just comes out with his camel hair clothes, camel hair suit coat, camel hair tie. Amen. Camel hair shirt, camel hair headband. He come lumbering out of his trials and his tribulations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I may not I may not be in soft raiment and I may not be a silver-tongued orator, but I've been through some things John would say. I've been in the desert growing and waxing strong in spirit. Jesus said, "What did you go out to see? Did you go out to see a reed shaken in the wind? Somebody who just kind of flips and flops and flims and flams with whatever wind way the wind is blowing?" You just put your thumb in the air and wherever culture is and wherever society is and whatever whatever political party is in power right now, and you are sadly mistaken. That, that's not how my prophets operate. No, sir, no, ma'am. I took them through hardships and wastelands and desert places and barren lands so that they would have a backbone, so that they would have a face like a flint, so that they would preach, hallelujah, like an adamant, so that they could declare the word of the Lord. Yeah, he said, did you go out to see a prophet? Nay. I say John is more than a prophet. Did you hear that? Jesus said even if you went out to hear a prophet, you were still wrong. He's more than a prophet. 
He is the one of whom the prophets spake. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the word we have, we're not merely a prophetic entity. We are a prophesied entity. We, we don't merely have a prophetic word, but we have the wind of prophecy at our back. Hallelujah. And we go forth in the power of his prophecy. Hallelujah. It is of us that it is spoken. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. That's us. And your old men shall dream dreams. That's us. And your young men shall see visions. That's us. We're more than a prophet. We're much more than a prophet. We are the ones who have been prophesied. Hallelujah. Don't you walk timidly through this world. Don't you go through this world like you don't have anything to share. You went through your battles for a reason. You've got your battle scars for a reason. You've gone through the, the valleys for a reason and up over mountains for a reason and in desert places for a reason because God was going to present you to a lost world to declare his word. You're not a reed shaken in the wind. You're not, you're not somebody clothed like the world is clothed. And you're not a world, a one who speaks like the world speaks. And you're not even just a prophet. You're more than a prophet. You are prophesied. Hallelujah. 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 you got to go through some desert places. You know, one of the most amazing things about John the Baptist to me is that John the Baptist looked at his followers, and when Jesus emerged onto the scene, this is what John the Baptist said. He said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. And then he looked at his disciples, and this is what he said. He said, You who have been following me need to follow him. That's what he was saying when he said in the, that was the context in which he said, he must increase and I must decrease. He said, in your life, you've been following me, but I'm going to fade out of your life and he's going to take preeminence. I'm going to decrease and he's going to increase. I want to tell you, it takes a man of God to think like that. John, John, wasn't, John wasn't on the tail end of his life. John was in the prime of his life. John wasn't retiring. He was in the prime of his life. And he looks upon Jesus and said, it's his time right now. It's his time. Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. He must increase and I must decrease. I'm going to tell you something. People who feel entitled, they don't talk that way. But people who have been through deserts and came out victorious, they're glad to give the preeminence to Jesus. That's why in his kingdom we never seek our own. We always seek the will and the work of God. And we say, let the Lord be magnified. Let the Lord be glorified. Let his work be exalted. Hallelujah. If you know what I'm talking about when I say desert place, hallelujah. I want you just to lift your hand right now. I say, God, every promise that you've spoken into my life, I'm receiving it in the name of Jesus. Lord, forgive me for not believing it. Forgive me for being like Zacharias, who, who questioned and doubted what you were speaking into my life. I believe your word. I believe your word, oh God. I believe your word, oh God.
Thank you, Jesus. Come on, stand with me right now in the presence of God. Stand with me right now in the presence of God. I know you might have a proclamation you're holding on to. And I know that there's a presentation coming. But I'm ministering to those who are in the interval. Those who are in the in-between. Those who are stuck somewhere between proclamation and presentation. And you're wondering if any of it really makes sense. Or if any of it will really come to pass. Maybe it's for others and not for you. But I've come to exalt the word of God in your eyes tonight. And tell you of a man whose interval was filled with desert places and wastelands. But God fulfilled his promise in his life and he'll fulfill his promise in yours. Come on, lift your hand and receive the word of God right now. Receive the word of God. Receive the word of God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every devil that's making you feel useless and worthless. In the name of Jesus, we come against that adversary and that enemy. If you have the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, if you're covered by the blood, you have purpose. You have purpose. And you have purpose whether you receive the Holy Ghost or not. Because God wants to fill you with this spirit. Yes, He does. He wants to fill you with this spirit. He wants to use you for His glory. He wants to use you for His kingdom. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't have to be a prophet to say what I'm about to say. I can just have good sense. If you're going through something tonight, God wants to minister to you. And He wants to tell you that He's going to use this for your growth, for developing strength in your spirit. I want you to come right now and let God, the God of heaven and earth, minister growth to you and minister strength of spirit to your heart right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, you're, you're, you're going through a growth spurt right now. There's some growing pains happening in your spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God.